I'm Dan Taberski. I was the host of the podcasts Missing Richard Simmons and Running From Cops, and most recently, The Line. Do you want to hear my 9-11 story? Yeah, me neither. Because what I want to talk about is what happened the day after, and every day after that. A new podcast miniseries is called 9-12. It's about how 9-11 the day became 9-11 the idea. Each episode of 9-12 looks at how September 11th was used, how it became a tool and a joke, a horror franchise, and a story that we just couldn't let go. You'll meet the amateur filmmaker whose conspiracy theory spread around the globe and the rollerblading tour guide who tried to take him down. A Pakistani business owner who finds hundreds of his neighbors have disappeared overnight. There are famous Hollywood writers and directors secretly enlisted by the CIA to stop the next attack. And a drug-dealing former deadhead who becomes a radical jihadist. I'm about to play you a preview of 912. I hope you like it. Be sure to follow 912 wherever you get your podcasts, or you can binge all seven episodes right now, free, on Amazon Music or with Wondery Plus. In the days after 9-11, it really did feel like nothing would ever be funny again. Thank you very much. Welcome to the uh, Late Show. Uh, this is our uh, first show uh, on the air since uh, New York and Washington uh, were attacked. Even the men on Late Night had abandoned their post, then shuffled back one by one, cowed by their lack of words to describe what had happened. Letterman came first. Watching all of this, I wasn't sure uh, that I should be doing a television show because for, for 20 years we've been in, in the city making fun of everything, making fun of the city, uh, making fun of my hair, making fun of Paul, well. Conan came the next night. I will be very honest with you. I have no idea how to do what we've been doing. I, know, I have no idea how we're going to get back to doing this again. Uh, that's how we all feel. And then John Stewart, two nights later. I was a producer on The Daily Show then, standing just off stage with the rest of the staff, feeling like someone had pulled the parking brake at full speed. Our senses of humor had dropped right out of the bottom of the car. So we're, we're going to take a break, and I'm going to stop slobbering on myself in the desk, and uh, we're going to get back to this. And it's going to be fun and funny, and it's going to be the same as it was, and I thank you. We'll be right back. I just assumed, well, we can't do humor. Todd Hansen was the head writer at the satirical newspaper The Onion at the time. I mean, everyone on the staff assumed that, and so we, we canceled it and we just went dark. And of course, who cares? It's just comedy, right? But here's the problem. The Onion isn't just a scrappy college comedy thing anymore. They have financial backers. They have payroll. They have ad buys to fulfill. Hell, they still have to pay they might be giants. They can't just stop printing whenever they want. They have to put out their next issue. A whole newspaper full of topical humor about the news of the day, jokes about whatever everyone is talking about right now. You see the dilemma here. I don't recall at the time thinking, we stand on the cusp of history, gentlemen. Our jokes will determine humor for... It wasn't like that. Onion writer John Cruson. It was, it was, listen, I know it's been a week, but I just want to go home and curl up in a ball some more. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Todd Hansen, the head writer. And so we just assumed, well, we'll just have to come up with material that has nothing to do with the current events. It's just like observational humor about life or something. But even saying that, we'll just not talk about it. It felt absurd. I mean, what else was anyone thinking of? Writer Carol Kolb. I mean, obviously, you're not thinking of anything else. So if you're sitting down to write something, you're writing about this. What we decided to do was come up with ideas and see if we were getting anywhere and decide from there. So as the nation mourns and New York still smolders literally, 10 writers show up at the Onion offices to tell each other 9-11 jokes to see if it's even possible to do this at all. So it was just like a bunch of like stinky, unkempt writers, you know, with their little notebooks. Everyone wrote just a mountain of stuff. Staffer Mike Lowe. And then you do your Onion meeting where, you know, you pitch your stuff. And you pitch in the form of headlines. Pitch in the form of headlines, that's right. Uh, No caveats, you know, you can't be like, now I'm thinking maybe with this one we do kind of with it. No, just give me the headline because that's what the reader gets, right? And you do it in front of the group. So you either get a laugh and everyone builds on the joke or or silence. And it's pretty clear. And you move on to the next one. And as it begins, they can see what a challenge threading this needle is going to be. I remember at the time that there was a particularly good, structurally good joke written by Tim Harrod, one of the staff writers then. And it was America stronger than ever, say, Quadragon officials. (laughs) <laughs> but we we didn't use it because it's at the expense of the Pentagon and 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 all those people had died and so you know even though that was normally what the the onion's tone would be it just didn't feel right for that issue does that make sense quadragon is amazing but you just can't do it We had lost our bite. We had lost all sense of ironic detachment. We had become sincere. And that becomes the way forward. Follow 912 wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can binge all seven episodes right now for free on Amazon Music or with Wondery Plus. 